Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you on this Monday. Hope all is well in your world. And you had a great time, relaxing time over the weekend. Of course, you know what everybody is talking about. The balloon. Yes. It's so predictable, isn't it? (laughs) This dominated our conversation and attention so much into Saturday as we finally saw this thing make its way through the Carolinas going through the Charlotte area and visible obviously from the upstate as well ultimately heading to the coast and I pretty much expected when it was in the Charlotte area I'll bet they're making plans to blow this thing out of the sky which is exactly what has happened here We'll talk about everything related to this, the fallout as well, and the impact this might have on our foreign policy. And I want to get your thoughts on how this thing was dealt with from beginning to end. Of course, you'll hear the usual voices of folks who are uh, offering their perspective on this from a political standpoint. And concern about U.S. foreign policy in the future. Drudge. With a number of headlines on this. Chinese balloon blown up. Hot air in D.C. It's kind of funny. Because, yes. This is exactly what has happened. There is a lot of hot air circulating on this particular subject. As people react to this we're going to address this as well pentagon used to spy on americans isn't this intriguing you expect the chinese to do surveillance on america how about our own government spying on us we'll talk about that another balloon crashed off hawaii months ago did that get a lot of attention i don't think so We also learned another balloon crossed Florida and Texas during the Trump presidency. Did you know about that? One of the big questions people raise, and I remember early on when we first started talking about this, was this Wednesday of last week? And much of the conversation was like, well, what's the point of a balloon? We've got spy satellites that can pretty much pick up on anything. Why this? We will address that question. And tying in with what we said earlier about the Pentagon, a flashback to some headlines, domestic surveillance balloons over the Midwest, and a troubled army program. But I want to begin by talking about what has happened. The suspected Chinese spy balloon shot down off the coast of Myrtle Beach on Saturday. As you know, it provided quite a show for people. Did you happen to see it yourself? If so, I'd love to hear from you. Get your perspective on what you were seeing. This almost turned into a spectator event. Well, it pretty much was a spectator event. The balloon was struck by a missile from an F-22 fighter. We understand from the Horry County Police Department. They put this out on Facebook. Members of the U.S. military conducting the efforts to collect debris. However, fragments may make it to the coastline. The statement went on to say debris should not be touched, moved, or removed. 
Such items are part of a federal investigation and tampering could interfere in that investigation. In fact, one news agency reports on someone who claims they may have seen a portion of the shot down balloon taken to shore in South Carolina. A Pentagon spokesperson was asked to comment about the footage but declined to comment on whether this was indeed what was a remnant from that balloon. This person claimed to see this alleged debris at a boat landing in North Myrtle Beach. What appeared to be a white deflated balloon across the bows of two different boats. A third boat appeared to have a crane and boxes in it. China today accusing the United States of indiscriminate use of force in shooting down a suspected Chinese spy balloon, saying it seriously impacted and damaged both sides' efforts and progress in stabilizing Sino-U.S. relations. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's kind of laughable, isn't it? They're coming along expressing concern about relations between the two countries, urging Washington to show restraint as the U.S. military searches for remnants of this balloon. And China continues to say this was a civilian craft that just accidentally drifted away. Of course, it just drifted away. China has repeatedly said the balloon was intended for scientific purposes, and it's simply blown off course. The vice foreign minister, in fact, said in remarks to the U.S. Embassy in Beijing, posted on the ministry's website, China firmly opposes and strongly protests against this. <laughs> I'm sure you are profoundly sympathetic to the concerns they have expressed about the relationship between the countries. So what is the actual perspective on this from the military, from political leaders? We will get that along the way. And also, what you have to say about this. How about first, from Fox News contributor, General Jack Kane, who communicated what so many people have said about this. It's great to see this thing shot down, but... Uh, it should have been shut down days ago. Here's General Jack Kane. We finally did what we should have done at the beginning. Remember, this was approaching the United States over water. It was approaching the Aleutian Islands over water. And we had plenty of opportunity uh, to take it down then, and that's when it should have happened. We had to be tracking it from mainland China across the Pacific Ocean, and we had plenty of warning to put together an operation that we are conducting now on the East Coast that should have been done there. And by the way, we have alert aircraft in Alaska for the principal reason of a penetration coming largely from Russia. And, and that's why that aircraft are there. And they would have been able to respond to this when it approached the uh, United States in, in name of the Aleutian Islands. Now we're doing it on the back door when it's leaving the United States. It's anticlimactic in that sense, but it still sends a message uh, to China uh, that we're not going to let you get away with this nonsense. And hopefully uh, when our diplomatic team gets back together uh, with China, we really put some cards on the table with them. Certainly time to do that. Put some cards on the table. Does this administration have, have what it takes to actually do that? Or will we basically approach this table with no cards at all? <laughs> That's the question that has to be raised here. We'll talk about this and much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. 
in case you would like to text instead of call. What are your thoughts about the events of the past few days with this spy balloon? Just a sampling of some of the items on the text line. <laughs> Vince, I don't understand using a muscle on the Chinese balloon. That blows it to pieces. They could have switched to guns with just a few holes. Yeah, it would have descended slowly. The payload could have been inspected. The military knows this. The risk, however, a civilian could have actually seen what it was. But blown up over water, they hide it from us. Hmm. Vince, isn't it typical we could have shot it down over land and had two guys in a pickup truck collect all the parts? But no. Our government had to shoot it down over water and send 10 ships out with hundreds of men and spending millions of dollars with a guarantee of finding nothing for sure but ocean debris. That is from Dean. Yeah, this makes sense. Shoot it down after it gathered all the data that's already been transmitted. <laughs> Here you go with a fake story of a balloon while Trump was in office. Is that all you do is lie? Okay, go on back to the Kool-Aid vet. I mean, seriously. <laughs> it's just, it amazes me. This stuff just doesn't die, does it? Absolutely amazing. Some other perspectives on what has taken place and how this entire matter was handled. As you know, this is going to be a subject of discussion, foreign policy, looking ahead to 2024. And you can bet we're going to hear a lot from people who want to be president. Among them, one Chris Sununu. He, a governor, would like to be president. And he had some pretty strong comments about this particular matter. And again, I remind you, 2024 is next year. Don't be surprised to see this man throw his hat in the ring to run. Here are his comments about how the Biden administration has handled this whole balloon matter. Uh, too little, too late. Look, at, at the end of the day, they, they saw this balloon coming. This is all about China poking at us. This is all about China testing the American resolve, whether it's with TikTok or the balloon or whatever the thing is going to be next month. They know that, that uh, tensions are escalating and they want to see what kind of leadership we have. And no, the president failed on this one. Should have been a, a lot more transparent, should have taken action a lot sooner and gotten it done. But believe Wait, you me, this can, is can not I, the last we're going to see of China. I know the president wishes that, but it's not. But, but the, the, the military advice he had was to wait till it was over water. You think he should have disregarded the military advice? There were clearly opportunities to take care of to take care of the balloon before it finally got over the Atlantic. They, there, there are reports that they saw it coming in from the Pacific, that it was coming in over the forest, that it was coming in over the Aleutian Islands. So there was a lot of opportunity to take care of this before it ended up in Montana, and they realized, oh, gee, we have a problem. So, again, you have to have leadership. You have to be transparent. You have to be fast-acting. They weren't. They weren't at all. <laughs> exactly. Senator Deb Fisher weighing in on this. Why wasn't this Chinese spy balloon shot down earlier over the Pacific? We have 70 years of established procedures when it comes to defending U.S. airspace. There needs to be a full, transparent accounting of what happened and why this spy balloon was allowed to violate U.S. territorial sovereignty for so long in the first place. Congress deserves to know if there was a breakdown in protocols by NORTHCOM and NORAD. We can't continue to project weakness during a time of significant global instability. Amen to that. And the Kool-Aid drinking continues. There were no balloons in U.S. airspace when Trump was in office. Vince, everything the left made up about Trump and Russia is true about Biden and China. Where's the outrage? But you need to know this. This is not a matter of opinions, but it's a matter of reality. And it may be uncomfortable reality, but reality nonetheless. This actually did happen 
under the Trump administration. We'll talk about this a little bit later on. One person who has special concern about this is a senator who is very much concerned about this likely flying over his state. Very much a concern about how this administration conducts foreign policy. This conversation with Steve Daines from Montana criticizing Joe Biden's handling of this entire matter. Here is Senator Daines. Look, this was a complete embarrassment to the United States of America. And Biden on the world stage continues to demonstrate weakness, which emboldens our adversaries. There's a reason why Vladimir Putin went into Ukraine, because he knew Biden's weak. There's a reason the Chinese continue to test the Taiwan Strait, because they know Biden is weak. There's a reason they launched this spy balloon and just let it hover over America, because they knew Biden is weak. And I I grew up under Ronald Reagan. He was the first president I got to vote for when I was a freshman in college. And the doctrine from Ronald Reagan was peace through strength. Let's not forget something. When that balloon came into Montana and U.S. airspace, it was hovering over our intercontinental ballistic missiles in Montana. Malmstrom Air Force Base is in Great Falls, Montana. It is the home to about 145 to 150 intercontinental ballistic missiles. Any one of those has forces that are weapons of mass destruction with incredible precision. In fact, the motto of that Air Force base was scaring the hell out of America's enemies since 1962. When you allow a Chinese spy balloon just to sit there and hover over our state and over our missile silos, it sends a message to the Chinese that we're weak. This was really more of a trial balloon, perhaps, than called a spy balloon. The trial balloon, the Chinese were testing our fortitude. We flunked the test. Bloomberg is now reporting that that balloon was known by the White House, known about it for several days, and they were afraid to do anything because they didn't want to upset Secretary Blinken's trip to Beijing. So it's outrageous. And I will tell you this. A circus clown knows how to better handle a balloon than the White House. Circus clown (laughs) knows how better to handle a balloon than this president. Pretty sad, isn't it? Still to come in the broadcast, a little bit more on China's reaction. Also, Republicans blaming Biden for letting this spy balloon cross into the U.S. There's one report... This has actually happened three times during the Trump administration. We'll talk about this and much more as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. is the Vince Coakley radio program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing talk line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now back to Vince. Over on the text line, Vince, the media, the only ones who claimed balloons during the Trump administration, even the members of his administration who hated him, denied it. We also have this, Vince. Hope you had a great weekend. My only concern with the statement of the Pentagon saying this also happened three times during Trump administration. This current administration has been so dishonest and seemingly incompetent. You can't trust most politicians. But how do you know that Biden is lying? Well, Scott G says his mouth is moving. (laughs) 
Vince, I'm no MAGA Trump fan, but I'm very skeptical of these reports saying balloons floated around when Trump was president. Bolton saying it never happened is most convincing to me. He's always been a serious Trump antagonist. Besides, if it had happened, you know the mainstream media would have been all over that story immediately and would have been wall-to-war coverage forever. In fact, we'd still be hearing about it today. I call BS. So what is this story that is being reported? Well, Business Insider describes it this way. Republicans out there criticizing the Biden administration's response to the Chinese spy balloon. Jim Jordan tweeting out, Would Trump have let China fly a spy balloon over our country? U.S. officials claim Chinese spy balloons were sighted three times during the Trump administration. Jim Jordan putting on Twitter, would Trump have let China fly a spy balloon over our country? Would Reagan, JFK, Truman, no, no, and no. But senior Pentagon officials said in an on-background news conference on Saturday, suspected Chinese surveillance balloons crossed in the U.S. at least three times during the Trump administration and once earlier in the Biden administration. A senior defense official saying PRC government surveillance balloons transited the continental United States briefly at least three times during the prior administration, once that we know of at the beginning of this administration, but never for this duration of time. Details of the incidents not provided. It's also unclear if balloons spotted during the Trump administration were shot down. A Pentagon spokesperson did not respond to a request for comment. Craig Singleton, a senior fellow at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies, told the AP Chinese surveillance balloons were sighted several times in the past five years. Some of them have been spotted near U.S. military bases in Hawaii, not specifying when. Trump on Thursday shared a post on Truth Social from right-wing activist Jack Persoviak, who claimed without evidence the Pentagon was saying the quiet part out loud, the CCP can send spy balloons over our nuclear silos and we will do nothing. In a statement of Fox News, Mississippi Republican Roger Wicker, claiming if press reports are correct, the Biden administration hoped to hide this incident from the American people, which I do think was the case. Some of you obviously skeptical. Oh, my goodness. I am not going to read this text on the air. Oh, my goodness. Um, Some of you folks are terrible. I I have to thank one of you for the entertainment. But at the same time, um, let's just leave it there. (laughs) So forget about the Chinese. How about our own government? What has our own government been doing toward us? We go back to a story that was actually published by The Guardian. This was three years ago. Pentagon testing mass surveillance balloons over the U.S. The high-altitude balloons promise a cheap monitoring platform that could follow multiple cars and boats for extended periods. Here was the story reported by The Guardian. Obviously not somebody, not an American news agency covering this because they don't do real journalism. Too busy wasting time chasing false stories. U.S. military conducting wide area surveillance tests surveillance tests across six Midwest states using experimental high altitude balloons. This is according to documents filed with the Federal Communications Commission. Up to 25 unmanned solar-powered balloons are being launched from rural South Dakota. 
and drifting 250 miles through an area spanning portions of Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Missouri before concluding in central Illinois. Traveling in the stratosphere at altitudes of up to 65,000 feet, the balloons are intended to provide a persistent surveillance system to locate and deter narcotic trafficking and homeland security threats. wonder what those would be. This is according to a filing made on behalf of the Sierra Nevada Corporation, an aerospace and defense company. The balloons carrying high-tech radars designed to simultaneously track many individual vehicles day or night through any kind of weather. The tests, which have not previously been reported, received an FCC license to operate from mid-July through September, following similar flights licensed last year. Arthur Holland Michael, the co-director of the Center for the Study of the Drone at Bard College in York, said, What this new technology proposes is to watch everything at once. Sometimes it's referred to as combat TiVo, because when an event happens somewhere in the surveil area, you can potentially rewind the tape to see exactly what occurred and rewind even further to see who was involved and where they came from. This is our military, folks. So let me get this straight. So we can surveil the United States, but the military can't get involved at our border. Just saying. These tests commissioned by the U.S. Southern Command, SOUTHCOM, which was responsible for disaster response, intelligence operations, and security cooperation in the Caribbean and Central and South America. SOUTHCOM, a joint effort by the U.S. Army, Navy, Air Force, and other forces, and one of its key roles is identifying and intercepting drug shipments headed for the United States. The ACLU, obviously not excited about this. We do not think American cities should be subject to wide area surveillance in which every vehicle could be tracked wherever they go. Even in tests, they're still collecting a lot of data on Americans. Who's driving to the Union House, the church, the mosque, the Alzheimer's clinic? We should not go down the road of allowing this to be used in the United States, and it's disturbing to hear these tests are being carried out by the military, no less. Just thought you ought to know about this if you didn't know already. Stay with us. On the Vince Coakley radio program, let's go out to some calls on this balloon issue. I'm sure that a lot of people want to talk about this. Go first to Duncan, South Carolina. And Rick, good morning, Rick, and welcome. Hey, Vince, thanks for taking my call. Hey, you know, you would, you would think that um, with this uh, balloon going over, and they said that it had power, it could uh, move a little bit and maneuver, that if you end up taking it down over land, it's obviously going to have a hard crash. It's likely going to burn, and you're not going to learn anything about it. You take it down in uh, water, you got a good chance you can get a lot of uh, pieces and uh, learn learn something about it. Um, you know, no no one has no one has uh, said anything on air, and I'm talking Fox News, MSNBC, CNN about what a value this thing could have had at sixty thousand feet that they could not have gotten from uh, larger uh, telescopes uh, mounted in the satellites that are just a little bit above that point. So I I don't don't know what all the the, uh, fear is about and all the talk about how, oh, it had to be taken down right away, Joe Biden's weak. You know, when I I would, I would probably, I would probably um, take the advice of um, of the uh, military over Ted Cruz or Marco uh, Rubio. Uh, now I have to ask you this question because I think this is an important question. Do you think the real issue uh, is not what they were doing, but the real issue is that we allowed the balloon into our airspace in the first place? Isn't that a problem in and of itself, Rick? I don't know. I, I mean, you can say it's a problem or you can say it's an opportunity. You know, they they uh, clearly could have taken it down at any time. And if you take it down over uh, water, 
then it's saved. Also, you don't you don't know that they were not capturing the communications coming from that thing at various spots where it was uh, going over that land. And that could be, you know, extremely valuable. You don't know. But you can, you know, you can uh, suppose. And just on another point, you know, they always talk about, well, Trump would have taken a town and there's uh, no way that that he would have let a, a balloon. I mean, this is a guy that that was uh, running uh, businesses out of out of China. He wasn't going to risk having those channels of uh, money cut off. I mean, where where is he going to get his red uh, mega mega hats from? China. So Rick, Rick. Uh... I'm sure you're going to have all kinds of daggers, figuratively, coming so. in your direction after this call. I look forward to it, man. <laughs> we'll appreciate your call, Rick. Let's uh, go out to Ralph in Charlotte. Good morning, Ralph. Welcome. Well, if we're all... Vince, how you doing, man? All right, sir. Uh, just wanted to know, if we're all concerned about uh, surveillance states, why are we all wanting to go to electric vehicles? I mean, they can surveil electric vehicles. They can turn electric vehicles off um, remotely. So we're, we're so concerned about the state um, looking after us or trying to surveil us. I don't. I don't understand people's logic. It's okay one way, but it's not okay the other way. Uh, Fair enough. As long as it's a narrative that goes along with what we think, we're okay. We all got it. Like you said before, we trust in God and put our faith and hope in him and do everything we can to better our lives and the people around me, around us. That's how we will make a better nation. I hear you, Ralph. Uh, very much appreciate your call. Believe it or not, we've got another Ralph. This one in Spartanburg in the upstates. Good morning, Ralph. Hey, Vince. How are you? All right, sir. The first guy I want to address this. I know people rob and rob houses. He probably does too. Let him just walk through and see stuff, and and not even not even address that. <laughs> right? Okay. There are certain things you just don't allow. You don't allow things that don't belong here to be. At first. They should have come up with a plan how to capture it, whether they created a big mesh net, wrapped it around it, shot it, towed it off. What I want to know is why we didn't shoot it down with, a, with the 50 caliber machine guns that are mounted on those jets. It would have been less debris. One big piece. Yeah, you know, the thing, I think I've heard a number of people make this comment. Okay, if it's a balloon... You're talking about something that's sustained by some type of air or gas. Why not just pop the thing and and follow the thing all the way down and make sure you're able to collect all the debris? I mean, it's I have no idea what's going on in the minds of these folks, uh, but I very much appreciate your call there, Ralph. Uh, lots of interesting thoughts to ponder on this. Still to come in the broadcast, we're going to talk about 2024. There's news about the role for one of these states. Which state is it as it relates to 2024? We'll talk about that and much more in hour number two, which is straight ahead. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. From the heart of the Carolinas, challenging the smug, misinformed arrogance of the left. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. 
I'm going to have two of our broadcasts. Because of my generosity, we'll take a couple of calls from people who have been very patient the past few minutes. Let's begin here with Ryan. Good morning. Welcome to the broadcast, Ryan. Hey, Vince. Always good. Always good. I'll be very quick. But um, I just I just want to say the bottom line is that this thing should not have been flying, especially in our in our airspace. And um, this is disturbing to me, to be totally honest. And you know, I don't I don't like with all this technology, and we're always talking about how we're prepared and we've got this. Well, how how did this? How, how, did, how did this get over? You know, how, how did this get over here with all this technology and readiness? And if these so-called—I do say so-called—if these so-called reports about several other ones in the past doing it also, that, that that's the problem. What what this shows, and I'll leave you with this: what what this shows is, I don't think the United States is quite as prepared for things um, the way we've been led led to believe for so many years. I mean. You go back to 9-11 even, like, there was always rumors that a plane could not get but so close to the Pentagon because it would be shot down. Well, we saw on 9-11, like, that that was a bunch of crap because they flew that plane right into the Pentagon. 9-11 has shown this. COVID has shown it. And now this weather balloon is showing this. Uh, like, this is disturbing, and I just don't think we're quite as prepared for things. And a lot of these people that are being nonchalant and not paying attention to it, I mean, this is something you need to open your eyes to because that's definitely a problem, and I, I don't want to keep repeating myself. I don't know what else to say, but I'm, I'm very bothered and disturbed by what happened. Yeah, I, I think a lot of Americans are. I appreciate your call there, Ryan. Uh, just raising the question of uh, something so basic like this. I mean, it's one. think about this for a moment. Just follow my logic here. Let's say you have a fighter plane coming toward the United States of America. you got a fighter plane coming. And it's got some speed. And this is what, you know, this is what our defense system is designed to deal with. To intercept that fast-moving airplane coming toward the United States. I think many of you know where I'm going. Contrast that with a slow-moving balloon. And you have to ask the question, what were they thinking? Again, to allow this thing to come into our airspace in the first place. This could have been stopped. Now, somebody can make the argument. Ooh, part of the intent here was to see what it was going to do. And then we can shoot it down and gain some sort of intelligence from it. This texture says... What are we paying taxes for? Our government's not fulfilling their basic functions. Hello? <laughs> what are these people paid so much to do? To sit around on their asses and watch? Oh, there's a balloon up there. <laughs> Vince, my fear is this balloon was the dry run for something far more dangerous for the American people. Yeah, this has been a concern for some time. A slow-moving balloon for a slow-moving president. <laughs> Corruption. Oh, my goodness. Let's go to Huntersville and Gary. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, Vince. How are you doing today? All right, sir. Okay, I sort of want to get off the topic. I'm going to talk about tomorrow's uh, State of the Union. And before you do that, you've got to turn your radio off, Gary. That's got to oh, be I'm the sorry. first thing that you do. Otherwise, it's going to drive you and us okay, absolutely bonkers. No problem. So what are your thoughts, sir? Okay. You got it? Uh, it's still on, Gary. You've got to no, kill that thing. No, I turned it off. Because I'm hearing an echo here. Okay, go ahead. My TV. Okay. Uh, about the State of the Union speech tomorrow, there's one thing I would love to see uh, the new Speaker of the House do while... Uh, well, Biden's given his so-called speech. Have him tear it up, the one that copy he had that Pelosi did. Oh, you want him to pull a Pelosi? Yeah. Uh, no, well, no, what I purpose with it? Lousy. <laughs> See, my question from here would be, what purpose would that serve other than making, because you know the mainstream news media will make uh, Kevin McCarthy look petty. And as opposed to celebrating Nancy Pelosi, you know that uh, he would never live that down. Uh, in, in a sense, I think you're right. But again, 
just to say to the people there, the, the mainstream media, whatever, but why, what was your opinion about when Pelosi did it? Like you said, they applauded her. They, you know, it was like a great thing she did. And then to add a little bit more juice to it, put a paper shredder on top of his desk and <laughs> just shred it. <laughs> hey, run the thing during the state of the year. Oh, what's that thing yeah. back there? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would That do. is, hey. But, you know, they're still going to do it again. So let them know that you're going to give them back what they gave us. <laughs> All right. Very much appreciate your call there, Gary. Can you imagine Joe Biden? He hears a shredder. Oh, I need one of those things for my house. I got these documents I need to get rid of. <laughs> oh, my God. Goodness. Just amazing, ladies and gentlemen. As I mentioned, this is 2023. Next year, can you believe that? Presidential election again. In fact, we have some big news. A Saturday vote by the Democratic Party. They've decided South Carolina will officially be the first presidential primary voting state. This reconfiguring means that South Carolina will hold its primary on February 3rd. So we're already less than a year away, ladies and gentlemen. Now, changes are still possible throughout the summer and beyond, but the formal endorsement by the Democratic National Committee during that meeting in Philadelphia is an acknowledgement the start of the 2024 primary looked very different than 2020. States with early contests have a major influence to determine the nominee. Because White House hopefuls struggling to raise money or gain political traction often drop out before visiting states outside the first five. Now, this new plan is one championed by President Joe Biden. And as you would expect, he wants to play to his strengths. Remember, what was the state that saved him back in 2016? 2020. What was the state that saved him? It was South Carolina. Now, he's expected to fully and formally announce his re-election campaign in the coming months. And starting here in South Carolina would be a great start for him. I mean, probably the strongest state he could possibly expect to be in. Followed three days later by New Hampshire and Nevada. And, in fact, the caucus is going away in favor of a primary. Georgia would be 4th, February 13th, followed by Michigan, February 27th. Much of the rest of the nation set to vote on Super Tuesday in early March. The party chairman, Jamie Harrison, said before the plan was approved... The Democratic Party looks like America, and so does this proposal. It elevates the backbone of our party. Whatever that means. Biden himself had written the DNC Rules Committee in December saying, we have to ensure voters of color have a voice in choosing our nominee. Do you know why? I mean, I hate to even say this. Because he's assuming that black people are going to vote in big numbers for him. We will see. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. So we're looking ahead to 2024. And one of the things that the Democrat Party wants to do is make sure the candidate, the lead candidate, at this point, Joe Biden, has the best foot forward. Where did he make his first strong showing? It was South Carolina. If he can begin there, this can perhaps help build the momentum he needs to win the primary and ultimately the election. But we have one problem. This story just out today. A majority of Democrats do not want Biden to seek re-election. 
Do you know how many voters think Biden should run in 2024? 22%. 22%. In fact, the majority of Democrats are not on board with the second term for Joe Biden. An Associated Press Center for Public Affairs research poll found only 37% of likely Democratic voters think Biden should run for president again. That was 52% before the midterms. The poll also found the president's approval rating has been on a steady decline after the midterms. Among Democrats 45 and over, only 49% think he should run in 2024, dropping nearly 10 percentage points from the October poll that found 58% approved of his presidency. He's now the oldest sitting president at 80 years old, only 23% of Democrats under 45 think he should run for re-election, dropping over 20 points since a pre-midterms poll that found 45% wanted him to seek another term. According to this poll, only 42% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the presidency two years into his term. National support underwater. 22% of overall voters thinking Biden should run again. 22%. Biden told a reporter in July, voters want me to run when asked about his high disapproval rating. In October, he said it is his intention to run, but he had not made a final decision. Most recently, during a speech at the DNC winter meeting, Biden asked the crowd, are you with me? And members of the audience screamed four more years. Really? Won't say what terrible thought just went through my mind. I'll leave it alone. The poll found 13% of Americans have a lot of faith in Biden's ability to achieve policy goals. As the president prepares for a State of the Union speech tomorrow. When Biden first took office, 44% of voters responded to having a great deal of confidence in his ability to lead the nation. The January poll found that two years in... Only 23% are happy with his presidency. 23%. How pathetic is that? Hardly anything to be excited about. And we've talked about polls before, not only showing that people do not want Biden to run again. They don't want to see a rematch of Biden versus Trump. I should probably mention to you that there's been a recent poll... For those of you who get excited about this, there's a recent poll about what a rematch would actually look like. But the bottom line is, people do not want either one of these guys. They don't. New York Post reporting on this. Americans don't want a 2024 rematch between Biden and Trump. Among Democrats and Democrat-leaning presidents and independents, actually, 58% of voters prefer somebody other than President Biden as their standard for in two years. 49% of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents say the same about Donald Trump. While 44% of Republicans support Trump being their nominee, only 31% of Democrats back a Biden run for re-election. The poll also found 62% of Americans would be dissatisfied or angry if Biden won. 56% would feel the same if Trump was victorious. People really want to see something different. I tend to believe... And I would not be surprised to see Democrats throw Joe Biden under the bus in favor of a younger candidate, i.e. Gavin Newsom. Just throwing that out there. So what happens if there is a rematch? Biden versus Trump. Who would come out on top of that contest? Well, you heard from him earlier, and you're going to see and hear a lot more from him in the coming months, because I predict... This guy's going to jump in the race. I'm not endorsing anybody. But I think 
this is a guy who is worth listening to. That's all I will say. But he's weighed in on the possibility of a rematch. Here is his conversation with Jonathan Carl on ABC. I'm referring to the governor of New Hampshire. His name is Chris Sununu. Here's what he would say about a Trump-Biden rematch. You saw what our poll said about Trump-Biden. You think Donald Trump can beat Biden? No. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, uh, November of 22 showed us that, right? Trump is going to be seen as a very extreme candidate. The country is going to push back against it. If we just look at the results of, of three months ago, and that shows you where extreme candidates are going to end up falling. It, it, can't, it can't get done. He could get the nomination, but he can't get done. And what I try to espouse to Republicans is, look, we want to vote for the most conservative candidate that can win in November and get stuff done in 25. There you go. I think that's a great philosophy. Whoever that person is, the most conservative candidate electable. What are your thoughts? This texter saying, I'm tired of both of these clowns. We need a serious restructuring and a third party to get this nation straight again. <laughs> this texter from the upstate says, Vince, you would like this guy. I think there are things worth listening to. Let's see how all of these folks perform. And let the chips fall where they may. That's where I am anyway. Love to get your thoughts. The GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. Let's go out to Gaffney, South Carolina. And Al, good morning. Welcome to the broadcast, Al. Good morning, Vince. Um, I just want to make a comment about the State of the Union address of, about the tearing of the documents like Nancy Pelosi did. That is way too tacky. Paper airplanes is more in store. Flying <laughs> by Joe, and he might want to play along, too. <laughs> Ow, that's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Ow, out of Gaffney, take a bow. Ow. <laughs> I love it. Make paper airplanes out of the State of the Union speech. You know, can you imagine poor Joe Biden looking around? Oh, what's that up there? We need to call air traffic control. Do we need to call fighter jets in? There could be a threat here. <laughs> Stay with us. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. Back on the broadcast, I want to give you a heads up. Uh, we don't have time for it today, but sometime this week, we're going to get to an interesting story about a, a really interesting effort that's underway for people in one state to join another state. I'm fascinated by the story, and, and it's a long shot. But I think it's, you know, it's, isn't it funny? This is what cracks me up. The same idiot jackasses that you hear talking all the time about democracy, 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 are the people who really don't have much respect for democracy. Because there are folks, if this were put to a referendum, there's no question how people would vote. There's no question what the people want. It's another issue what the politicians want. 
We're going to talk about this. I, again, I think this is such a fascinating story. I'd love to see, and I have no problem with a complete realignment of this country if necessary. You know, if people in certain areas decide they don't want to be a part of a certain state, and if enough of them make that decision, they want to be connected with people who are more like them and share their values, more power to them. But I also share the concern at the end of the story that if this is not done peacefully, I really think we're sitting on a pressure cooker here. And I think it's going to reach a point where people in these states, especially these folks who live in rural areas and they're dominated by the, the urban areas, their votes are pretty much overwhelmed to the point where there's really nothing they can do. People are going to get tired of this. And I'm going to be very clear. I'm not advocating violence. But I will also tell you, let's look at the history of our own country. Things reach a point where people decide they're not going to put up with it anymore. It's that simple. On the text line, Vince, it doesn't matter who runs against Biden. Truth is, the swamp will cheat again. And people like you who deny that are the reason they will get away with it. I know people get mad when I do that voice. There's a person in the upstate advocating DeSantis Haley, 2024. That would be an interesting combination. Chris out of Shelby, the man with the plans. Vince Coakley for 2024. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Vince, have you seen the filth from the Grammy Awards last night? I did not watch the video all over social media. I don't watch these shows anymore. They're garbage. Pure garbage. So I don't watch. I really don't. I see a headline on Drudge about Sam Smith. Sam Smith brings Satan whips and cages. <laughs> Boy, I really missed a good show, didn't I? Oh, my goodness. What is wrong with these people? Let's go out to a call here in Charlotte. This is from John. Welcome to the broadcast, John. How are you? First of all, I, 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 you're a propagandist, first of all. Okay, what stop. Bring- John! Let me speak. John, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Do not ever call this program and tell me what to do. That's the quickest way to get your ass cut off. I'm just telling you. <laughs> By the way, I think he was going to take issue with the way this balloon story has been covered. And especially those who have been apologists somehow for Donald Trump. That's what I was told anyway. But it doesn't matter what his point is. I just make this point to everybody. If you're going to call, we're going to have a conversation. This is the Vince Coakley radio program, not yours. And if you try to take over and you think this story is, this show is yours, you're going to find out pretty quickly it's not. How's that? Also on the text line, Vince, I recommend each state adopt an electoral college type voting system. I would call the law of the land amendment. The majority of state. What is this? The majority of the state county should have say so over state law, not the heart populated urban cities. Aha. Vince, if you're a propagandist, I'm the king of England. Exactly. (laughs) I don't do propaganda here. I really don't. I think it's quite clear for anybody or anything. Have you seen the horrible devastation in Turkey? Not dealing with one, but two earthquakes. Thousands of people confirmed dead. We've got... Utter havoc across southern Turkey and Syria. Thousands of people confirmed dead. 
The first hit at a depth of 11 miles in southern Turkey, near the border with Syria. Many aftershocks rocked the area since the initial earthquake. In the first 11 hours, the region felt 13 significant aftershocks with a magnitude of at least five. And scientists are studying whether a magnitude 7.5 that hit nine hours after the main shock is an aftershock. It appears to be the case. And more are expected. The concern is this tragedy may claim as many as 10,000 lives. These two quakes that hit within hours of each other. For me, as I look at the devastation in Turkey and Syria right now, I cannot help but to think back to my experience. Was it 2010, the earthquake in Haiti? And I was there two weeks afterwards. It was the absolute worst disaster I've ever seen in my life. To go through areas and see debris, to see just total destruction everywhere. It's really sad. And obviously, pray for these folks as they deal with tragedy, the loss of lives, but also the disruption of their lives with the loss of property, loss of businesses, a great deal of upheaval in Turkey and Syria. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program. This text line has been hilarious today. We've got this. Vince, changing the subject, I really love when you change your voice and say, I'm not the smartest man, but I know what's in my garage. (laughs) Have a super Monday. Great show. That's from Gigi. This person says, why don't we just keep ratifying the convention of states? It's just enough people show up during legislative meetings. They'll be pressured just like they were in South Carolina to pass it. It's our hearts, thoughts, and prayers go out to the citizens of Turkey and Syria. I know this was very devastating for them. Absolutely. In politics, Winter Bowl Coakley 2024. Oh, do you think Brett would actually choose me as his running mate? (laughs) It'll for sure be better than anything we're likely to get out of the current process we choose our president. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Too funny. Vince, give John a second chance. He really sounds like a real good old boy who is about to crack me up. It's quite possible. Let us see here. If Nikki Haley's on the Republican ticket, I am not voting. I don't care how good the other person is. If they run with a tax and spin rhino like Nikki, they cannot be trusted. Vince, most recent polls show Trump wins over Biden by 4%. Uh-huh. Very... <laughs> oh, gosh. This person, very much glad to uh, be able to listen to this portion of the broadcast. I will just say it that way here on News Talk 1110 uh, WBT. Let's take a look at the day in history. Only five questions. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing well, Vince. I hope you are. Good, good. I, um, yeah. This will be somewhat of a hybrid list again. 1937 is the year. This person published Of Mice and Men. Do you know the author of that book? I do, and their name escapes me. At the, their name escapes Yet me. At Steinbeck. 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 Yeah. 1952, I bet you know this one. It's been a lot in the news about this particular family. King George VI passed away, and this person became queen in 1952. Elizabeth. That would be Elizabeth. Our, our, our living memory of the royals is all going to be Elizabeth. She goes back that far. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. It's, 
a such a long period of time. Think of all the changes of government just in our government over that period of time. She was just, queen longer than life expectancy. Exactly. You were absolutely right. Pretty extraordinary. 1968. The Winter Olympics are opened by this guy in France. I'll give you a hint. It's the name of their main airport in Paris. Um, CDG, I think, is the... I think that's the letters for the airport. Hmm. Charles de Gaulle is the name of the guy. 1993, probably one of the most famous tennis players in history passed away sadly from AIDS 1993 do you remember his name Arthur Ashe Arthur Ashe yeah it's pretty amazing that has been 30 years that is amazing I it's believe been that it long. I don't like it but I believe time it. just sips by <laughs> and another death of note 1998 I, I want to see how much you are into with pop culture of course it's you know this was back during our time growing up but this guy passed away. He had two big hits. Uh, one of them was called Rock Me Amadeus. Do you remember his name? <laughs> what was his other hit? Um, the other song he did originally was called Der Commissar, uh, that After the Fire did. Oh, it's, it's not Thomas Dolby. No, uh, uh, Falco. 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 He passed away in 1998. No, it's really... Uh, that's such a long time. It's just amazing to think of, downright depressing to think of how much time has passed. Uh, speaking of deaths, are you ready for this one? Funeral home finds woman breathing hours after declared dead. This 82-year-old woman was pronounced dead in a New York nursing home, but found to be breathing three hours later at the funeral home where she had been taken. So she's pronounced dead at the nursing home. And this was at the Water's Edge Rehab and Nursing Center at Port Jefferson on Long Island. And the woman, her name has not been released. She was taken to the funeral home. And I mean, think about this. This was 11.15 in the morning. At 2.09 in the afternoon, guess what? They discovered she was breathing. Could you imagine... If you are the person who makes this discovery, you thought this person's dead? The person was taken to a hospital. So far, there's no update on her condition today. Uh, but the apparent premature declaration of death occurred days after continuing care home in Iowa. How old was, was she? Was over a similar incident. 82 years old. Did she pick a running mate? 82. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Chris, 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 boy, am I so glad our time is up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank that you that was a classic. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, folks. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.